Welcome to Constructing the Carolinas, a show where we explore the growth of our communities, cities, and counties across North Carolina and figure out what's on the horizon. We are brought to you by Barnhill, which has been constructing the Carolinas since 1949. I'm your host, Valerie Bono, Director of Business Development. Today, we're exploring North Carolina's boomtown by taking a closer look at Johnston County with County Commissioner Butch Lauder and Director of Economic Development, Chris Johnson. Now, to set the stage, Johnston County sits just outside of Raleigh and consists of 11 cities, including Smithfield, Clayton, Benson, and Selma. Its claim to fame is being the number one sweet potato producing county in the country. It has the Tobacco Farm, Life Museum, as well as the Ava Gardner Museum. So historically, you'd think of Johnston County as a farm country, but things are changing. In fact, Business North Carolina recently listed Clayton as the fastest growing city in North Carolina and a major player in the pharmaceutical industry, gaining five residents per day. As longtime resident, Chris has seen the transformation firsthand. When I moved in 1990, the population of the county was around 80,000 people. Uh, today, we're probably pushing 250. Um, we're adding between eight to 12,000 residents across the county uh, each year. So we're going to be a north of 300,000 in the next five to six years, just on the simple barroom napkin, back of a barroom napkin math of growing about three to four percent. So that is due, again, because of our close proximity to the triangle. But we can really identify it because of our the interstate highway systems that we have. Obviously, everybody knows about I-95. And then we have a direct line into Raleigh with I-40. But uh, from a transportation standpoint, we've got US-70, uh, US which is being transitioned into I-42. But one of the most important tra uh, transportation projects for the county is not actually in Johnston County. It's actually in Wake, and that's the Southern Loop. So once that's completed, which is sometime in next year, I've heard second quarter, I've heard third quarter, uh, Commissioner Lauder can probably uh, find out or tell, say a little bit more about that. But the point is, is that we're going to be that much closer. And that really brings in the entire county, um, you know, because we're going to be 15 minutes closer to the airport, 15 minutes closer to downtown, 15 minutes closer to whatever industries are looking for. So we're very fortunate in that. And that's kind of contributed to the growth, uh, which is a blessing. Uh, but then it's also a challenging thing because then there's more people that may live in Johnston County that work elsewhere. Our labor shed is over 110,000 in population, but yet 70%, 65 to 70% actually work elsewhere. So my role as an economic development is to turn those cars around and to give opportunity to have a live, work, play uh, possibility for our residents. Yeah, and I moved to Clayton in 93. And I got elected to the town council in 99, so I served there for 14 years. And so it was, you know, I think it was about 5,000 uh, when I moved to Clayton. So Clayton and Western Johnston County has primarily seen the growth from, from I was there in 93, well, the whole time up until recently. And so the rest of the county, and especially with the opening of, of 540 next year, you know, Chris was talking about saving 15 minutes. Well, I think people are going to take those 15 minutes of savings and drive further into Johnston County. And really in 15 minutes from where 540 hits 40, you'll be able to get to Princeton on the east side and, and Meadow. Uh, and so I think many more people will see the central and eastern part of the county, you know, starting to grow as well. So I'm looking for this. And it's a challenge, like I said, with, 
with people who come, you know, require services, and you know, we've got water, sewer, schools, uh, all the things that uh, go with that. Uh, and then one of the things that's a challenge for us, and just saw this statistic uh, last night at our Central Pines Regional Council uh, presentation, is out of the the Triangle J, which is basically ten counties around Wake County, uh, Johnston County has the the largest agriculture production and business of those 10 by far. But on the flip side, with the growth we're seeing, uh, we're the f- losing farmland at the fastest rate in North Carolina and then also you know, 19th in the country. So that is that is our challenge as commissioners is how do we you know, preserve some of that because in our land use plan, you know, people said, 75% of the people said, we value open space and, and farmland. And we've got to figure out how to balance that out with the with the growth. Sure. It sounds like the chicken and the egg too, right? You're you're shaving 15 minutes off of your commute time now. So more people are going to be coming to Johnston County, but then you're looking at your largest industry as agriculture. So how do you maintain that? I think you've got sounds like you might have your work cut out for you, right? I believe you're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, so let's talk about the growth some more, right? So there's a lot. You mentioned schools, um, taxes, right? There's just so many benefits. What are some of the other um, hidden gems about Johnston County that's driving some of that growth? I'll start on that, and, and it's really it, kudos to the county commissioners. I think we've got one of the finest education systems in the Triangle region as far as uh, the, the, the system is the local school system. The last thing that I remember over the last 20-plus years, uh, our citizens see the value in the public education system and is, has uh, proved about over 700, close to $800 million in school bond construction. And so we probably have some of the finest facilities of any school system in the state of North Carolina. So we're second to none in that. And so that's been a huge attraction for young families to move to the area. And then, you know, we see the value of, of worker training, and we've got an excellent community college system and and uh, in positioning ourselves to meet the growing needs of our industries. We've got a fabulous workforce development center uh, that's kind of geared toward the biotechnology, uh, which is a kind of a state-of-the-art first out of its gate uh, with with regards to really focusing on the biotech sector. But then the county commissioners have also identified uh, close to $20 million for another workforce development center in the Four Oaks area. So we see the importance of an education and the value of, of keeping or training our workforce and develop. Because if you talk to any site consultant or any industry, the number one thing that they're looking for is talent. Where am I going to find my workers? And when you're a county of of our size with 3.5% unemployment, it's going to be a tough sell. But the way we talk about that is that, again, I go back to what I said earlier about 65 to 70% of our workforce leaving every day. It says if you pay them a good salary, they'll be more than happy to live in a community and work in the community, uh, which benefits us. So the employees are there. But then we're also growing the workforce locally. And uh, and again, kudos. To, and I'd say this even if Butch wasn't sitting here next to us. I mean, the the the, the county commissioner's promise to our uh, high school students is is second to none. I mean, where and I'll let I'll I'll turn it over to him to kind of explain that. So I don't want to yeah. monopolize the m- microphone. That's all right. Uh, <laughs> so I'll say the hidden gems to me. There, I'll think of two: is one the natural resources and, and the land uh, that we have, uh, but all the people, as it said. And, and I'll say, uh, you know, whether it's, they're you know, good people, hardworking people in Johnston County, 
And I think the commissioners have seen that. And we've talked, you know, we, Chris's job is work for, uh, is economic development, which means we need workforce. Uh, we've invested in that. And recently uh, with the schools in the last two years, both the public school system and our community college, we've fully funded their request in addition to, you know, the, the citizens passed the $177 million school bond, uh, which we're working on uh, uh, now. Hopefully in the spring, we'll see three schools, you know, starting to come out of the ground uh, on that. But uh, the piece that we've looked at is is beginning, you know, his workforce development starts in the public school That's right. system and then continues through the community college. So we've seen the investment in that. And two years ago, we created the, what's called the Commissioner's Promise, the Johnson County Commissioner's Promise, where if you graduate from a high school in Johnson County public charter or charter schools, our public schools, but a school in John, you, you're eligible to go to JCC and have free tuition. And I think currently there are 700 students who are taking advantage of that program, and we expect that to continue uh, to grow. So we're as commissioners, you know, we we feel that we need to invest in our people so that uh, we can have Chris creating and bringing jobs, and then we can maybe turn around some of those folks like me who drive to Wake County uh, almost every day to work, that we can have those truly, as he mentioned, you know, work in jobs, they live and play. And I will say that's one thing uh, as my children, my children now are in their early 30s, but as the generation before them, typically when they graduate from Clayton High School, it was an exodus, and the plan was to leave Johnston County. And now, as I'm looking in our workforce and I see our teachers, our folks who are working for county government and the industry, you know, those, my children are all, all of my children and my grandchildren live within 15 minutes of me, all in Johnston County. So that is the, as, as a commissioner, you know, that is what I really like to see is the fact that, you know, you can raise a family in Johnston County and they don't have to leave Johnston County. And the more we can create that is the more time the moms and dads can spend close to home and visit the schools and be with their children rather than be sitting in an office, you know, in Raleigh wondering what's happening with their kids. And when they get home at six o'clock and it's time to do homework and go to bed, they get to coach you know, their athletic teams and do those things with their children. And let me go back. Also, you mentioned um, one of the things that I've seen uh, during my tenure has really been kind of a concerted effort to push the growth because for, for the longest time, Johnston County was, we have 11 municipalities, but, uh, yet 70% of our population doesn't live in a municipality. They live kind of outside. And you, they identify as Johnston County. And, but over the past couple of years, there's been a concerted effort to push that growth and direct that growth back into the municipalities where there's infrastructure in place, where there's already parks, where there's already the amenities like that. So the errors of the, of the past, they've kind of corrected, uh, you know, from past things that have happened maybe 20, 25 years ago. Uh, with allowing just sprawl development occurring. Yeah, I think that's uh, one thing that the the last couple of boards have really focused on is recognizing, okay, if more people are coming, our resources are limited, you know, the towns are kind of already positioned with the, is less move that growth towards the towns. And really, uh, some of the things we're doing now, I would say is unprecedented. We've We've had for about six months now meetings with all the towns in the county to look at regionalization of our utilities. Uh, and and the, I think the communication, uh, when I was on the town council in Clayton, uh, I'm going to be nice and say, you know, we did not think the county was there to help. And now I think we're seeing that there, there's some trust being built there. And we all realize that, 
you know, and, and we like to say as commissioners, if our 11 towns are succeeding, then the county's going to be succeeding. So it's more of a, a team feel to, to making Johnston County all be rather than each town and then the county trying to do their own thing. Yeah, what I heard you say, there's, there's a lot of things that I, I want to unpack. So one, investing in the community, right? You talked about Johnston County as a whole, investing in the future and to grade school students because that is the future of the workforce. Uh, we're really fortunate at Barnhill. We're actually building one of the high schools that was part of the bond project. So we're super excited about that. And we'll find ways to bring the students onto the job sites, right? So they could learn about construction as a, a future career. Um, but the fact that, you know, the commissioners are investing also for the community college level, right? And saying, okay, if you graduate from Johnston County High Schools, you can go to Johnston Community College. Being able to graduate debt-free, I think, is incredible. So thank you for offering that opportunity to the students. Very few, I think, can be set up for success, right, coming out debt-free. Yeah, we've been very fortunate that we've been able to hear the stories of, you know, uh, students who weren't, weren't planning on going anywhere after high school, them getting a job, and, and now that they're, you know, they're saying, hey, I can go to community college and you know, a lot of them it'll be life changing for their families. They can you know develop a career whether it's in you know, the biopharma industry or in, in any any anywhere else that they can. And I will say our fire services, our emergency services people, we, we're in big need for those just like every everybody else. But uh, we're looking into to trying to develop programs there for students who want to go into emergency services, and and we're trying to figure out now how do we incentivize them, and then offer them an opportunity. If you stay in Johnston County to be in law enforcement or in fire services, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take care of your, your tuition and, and fees. Sure. So we're working on that as well. Are there any partnerships um, with local companies to keep, you know, those that graduate from JCC in the community so that they continue to live locally? I think we have a great relationship. We have a foundation with the community college too, and I think that's you know, working together. You know, we're we're seeing that grow as people you know realize as we grow as a county that you know the workforce is here. You know, let's keep them here. So I think you're seeing the community college. Reckon I think ten years ago, community college system was more come to transfer to a four year school, and now people are realizing you know you can you know, if you're getting going to welding, you can get a certification and you can make a hundred grand a year without having to go to a four year school. So I think the is transition back to realize that, hey, vocational training, you know, is a good thing. I mean, it's better than a good thing. You don't come, you come out, college, coming out with debt, no yes. debt. I mean, that's a whole lot better to do that. So I think you're seeing it recognized more and working together as a community to keep those students in Johnston County. And and we're seeing it also in the, the traditional public school, too, that the career and technical education, um, you know, used to be that to, to kind of tag on to what, Commissioner Lauder was talking about of not everybody needs to or not everybody wants to go to a four-year institution. And and so they're really kind of focusing back on putting the trades back into the high school level. We just had uh, finished up last week with Joko Works, which is a collaboration with all of our chambers of commerce and also our existing industries to really spotlight opportunities for eighth graders. So every eighth grader in Johnston County came onto the campus of JCC had hands-on experience with a multitude of industries and kind of said, okay, if I go and go this this route that, uh, and in particularly in the life science and the pharmaceutical area, those things that are being taught, the bio works are now going to be implemented 
into the high school level. So there's a lot of companies that have come up to us and says, as soon as they walk across the, the graduation state as, as, as a 12th grader, we wanted them to receive their diploma and then also be handed a, a job application because we want them to immediately come to work. So when you can tell an 18-year-old that if you you know do the right things and you take these classes and you graduate, that you can immediately come out making forty five, fifty thousand dollars a year. And again, I mean that's generational changes because a lot of particularly along the I ninety five corridor, uh, there's still a lot of first generation residents that uh, whose families have moved from other countries. Um, you know, college is really not necessarily something that was ever in their in their vocabulary or even thought of. And so it, it's really kind of been an opening experience along the I-95 corridor where predominantly most of the, I hate to use the word poverty, but where the lower income uh, individuals or families live. And, and that's a generation, what we were talking about, you know, changing generations. Uh, so it's an experience to, to watch those kids kind of it, it, a light bulb go off and say, you know what, I can do this. And so you kind of keep the kids engaged and uh, it's giving them opportunities. Yeah, I would imagine all of that combined is a game changer for, you know, as you're looking at economic development and, and businesses are looking to come to Johnston County and you're competing with other areas, you can say, hey, we've got a solution for workforce, right? We're, we're reaching out to the younger generation and, right. and we're setting them up for success. And that's going to help you continue to have employees, which other areas are struggling. Exactly. And, and, it's, and, and, and we've already seen, with, particularly with the JoCo Works, program that we've had. We, I, we've already saw a couple of other counties in the western part of the state start duplicating those efforts. So, it, you know, it, it's, it, it's you know, you kind of have, you, you have a little bit taller posture when you hear about people copying the, some of the successful things that we've been doing, which is great. I mean, it's, it's all about changing lives. And that's the thing about economic development. It's really, it, yeah, it's, it's all about the win and, and having those ribbon cuttings, but driving past it years from now and having individual citizens or having citizens work there and change lives. That's, that's what really drives us. Let's take a quick break because I want to let you know that at Barnhill, we are always looking for good people to join the team. We are a family of builders creating solutions that enable our partners to succeed and our communities to thrive and our employees to grow. The benefits package is pretty awesome. And personally, I love the opportunity for leadership training. So if you're looking for the next step in your career, on the professional side or the trade side, head on over to barnhillcontracting.com forward slash careers. And I hope to see you on the team soon. That's barnhillcontracting.com slash careers. Okay, let's get back to the show. So diving deeper into workforce, are there any state or local government incentives to attract businesses to Johnston County? I'll let Chris address that one. <laughs> Well, we unfortunately, government does not have a big bag of money that they pass out um, to, to industries. Our incentive policy uh, that we've adopted in Johnston County is really a, a, a safety net for our citizens because it's all based on the new investment that communities or co what companies bring into the community. And so it's just a percentage back. So if they pay their, you know, a certain amount of taxes, then they get a percentage back over a period of time. So it's really kind of a safety net for that from, you know, to attract industry. Obviously, we work closely with the EDPNC and and the, the funding and the support that the governor's office gives us, whether it's JDIG or 1NC. And then also there's worker training dollars that are through our community college system. So 
We're no different than any other community in, in North Carolina for that matter. Fortunately, unfortunately, we're a tier three county, so I may have some issues with the tier system and the ranking of that and how Johnston County comes across um, because we do have some areas in the county that if you just single them out, they would probably be a tier one uh, community. So, But we try to implement that with the commissioner's assistance of figuring out how we can meet their needs. And it's just having a good sit-down conversation with the business leaders and say, what is it that you're really looking for and how can we figure that out together? Um, so it's it's really having that pro-business conversation and that relationship with the businesses and industry. So that's the, that's the secret sauce. Yeah, I think um, Chris had mentioned the tier system. And uh, about six years ago, what is now Central Pines, used to be Triangle J Cog, but Central Pines Regional uh, Council uh, did a white paper on the tier system. And you look at Johnston County, we talk about 11 towns. Well, only two of the towns were in the Tier 3 category. Uh, a lot were in Tier 1, some were in t- Tier 2, but the vast majority of the county was Tier 1 or 2. You know, a, a, a portion of it was the Tier 3. So as they, you know, things go through and get evaluated, you know, we have opportunities that, you know, when looked at where they are and who, who is there and the economic situation they're in, it's clearly a Tier 1, but we don't get considered for a lot of things because the county is a, is a tier three, so it's 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 difficult. But it's you know when you go to you know you can come to Wake County and go to and you see the same same thing. So I know our our folks in Raleigh who represent all the state are, are working on on how to how to work with that. And I will say, you know, Chris does a great. It's about relationships, you know, and to make sure that Johnson County is has a seat at the table and and people will know who to call, whether that's Chris or commissioners. And I think our our four representatives and uh, senators, our senator from Johnston County, have done a great job uh, in the last few years working to make sure that uh, if there is anything that Johnston County is eligible to receive and can receive, they work really hard to make sure that uh, that we we get that. So I, I th- kudos to them for that. So in 2022, Johnston County released the Envision Johnston County Land Use Plan. With this being a construction podcast, right, it's Constructing the Carolinas. Can you give our listeners uh, an idea of what is to come from that land use plan? So I'll do my best to summarize that. So I'll start from before 2022. Uh, the last time the plan, land use plan had been updated was 2011. So a lot of growth happened uh, from a 10-year-old land use plan. So uh, when we decided to start the process, it took about a year and a half to, to start it and to, to finish it. Uh, but I think the things that we see, is, and Chris had mentioned this before, is you know, let's push the higher density growth towards the towns, let's put where the resources are. Let's do that. And then how do we, the places that are developing uh, that may already have water and sewer, how do we develop those so there's more I'll say mixed use. There's an opportunity to have the retail so that people aren't driving you know, 20 miles to go somewhere that is all kind of contained. And we look mainly along the interstate corridors at intersections. That how do we do that? And then the biggest challenge we have, as I mentioned before, was those agriculture areas. You know, how do we make sure that we still have that uh, as part of the quality of life that, that the people in Johnson County want? And again, I think 75% of the people that we surveyed during the land use plan you know, the, the, the open space and farmland were, you know, critical 
uh, as they saw it. So we're, we tried to roll that into all into one plan. And I think we we did a, a, as good a job as anybody could do making sure that happens. Now, the, the flip side, the, the plan is the big picture. So we're getting ready to undertake the ordinance provision. So that's kind of where the rubber meets the road and we put the, the real, real what can go where on the ground. So I think that if I'm in the development community, construction community, um, I don't think I see anything really slowing down. I think where the development is occurring may be more focused and less sprawled than it has been in the past. But I think that's our goal is to have that more focused where the resources, uh, we can maximize the the dollars spent for you know the, the houses there rather than go to acre lots everywhere and and then we just create sprawl and all the problems that go go with that. So I think the opportunities are going to be there, probably just a little bit conf- different configuration and closer to the towns. But then also talking about the construction standpoint, I mean, our leadership and and every department understands the value of speed to market, and that's never been more critical. And so being responsive and making sure that if the our phone rings, that there's somebody that answers it and that somebody can provide an answer or at least say, let me check on that and I'll get back with you. Because we understand that uh, it's a very highly competitive uh, region and that we want to make sure that we, we, we stay on top of that and continue that growth. And, and because it's all, again, about relationship. So that goes back to the leadership that's been set by the county commissioners. But then also, whether it's my office or utility department or planning and zoning or whichever department that you may call, there's going to be a live voice on the line. Yeah, and I think talk about relationships again. In, in my day job, we do work all across the state of North Carolina for local governments and for development or industry that are taking things to local governments. So I get the benefit of hearing things that are working in places and things that aren't working, and and just just somebody answering the phone as simple as that makes makes a difference when you're trying to you know if you if you're a contractor or a developer trying to get something done at least getting an answer, uh, somebody to answer the phone and say, yes, no, not now, you know, we're st- it's still going to be two weeks, but having some sort of answer mm-hmm. uh, as quick as they can get one to, to so they can plan. And I think that's, you know, again, I can hear that when, when I'm at work. And then when I, as a commissioner, I can say, hey, I heard this is going on somewhere else. What are we doing either to make that happen or make that not happen? And, and typically the staff is already aware of it and on on top of it. So we, I will say again, our staff, uh, our manager, Rick Hester, and all our staff is, you know, our top notch and our, the green tape, you know, not red tape that Chris always refers to. So. Well, Commissioner, I'm glad you mentioned your day job. So for those of us that don't know your day job, would you be able to share a little bit more about that and how you balance the two, right? You're a commissioner and... With Withers Ravenel. Yes, I will say a commissioner is not a full, it is a full-time job, but it's not your only job unless unless you're retired, uh, I'd say. And, we, and so my day job, I work with uh, Withers Ravenel. We're a consulting uh, firm, engineering consulting firm uh, with, I think, nine offices now uh, from Asheville to Wilmington, uh, headquartered here in Cary. And my role in that, I'm what we call a senior delivery officer, which uh, makes everybody go, what is that? Uh, so think of multi-department manager. I have uh, a group uh, of folks in our utility, our utility department uh, practice area reports to me. Uh, we have a funding and asset management group, which gets money for local governments and helps them manage their assets as well as private industry. And then we have a stormwater team. So those three practice areas 
uh, I'm responsible for. And fortunately, I have some really good uh, people who are sharp, and uh, it makes my job easy. But uh, you know, we I have had an environmental background. I did that was kind of what I came through. Uh, did highway construction, uh, not for Barnhill, but for somebody else for 17 years. So that was, uh, and really there, I got a lot of experience trying to get uh, asphalt plants, concrete plants, sand pits permitted. And so that took me to a lot of different uh, local governments, and I was able to learn, you know, the good things and the bad things there. But uh, I enjoy, it's a, it's a great place. We do, like I said, a lot of local government work. So when I'm out at a county commissioner event, there's typically clients there or potential clients there. Uh, so I can work the Withers-Ravenel angle, but as a commissioner, as a, when I Withers-Ravenel, when I'm somewhere, I can sell Johnston County. And we've had at least one client, uh, one, one industry that has moved to or come to Johnston County that was a client that I said, hey, whenever you're, you're done looking, what you're doing, what you're going to do in Wake County, come check us out and call Chris. Johnson <laughs> and we'll make and you know the, two years later they they have a facility almost completed in yeah. so it was it's it's really it works well on from both perspectives for me so I'm very fortunate to have the job that I have and all of our county commissioners have a business background so uh, it yeah. kind of fits into nicely with uh that you know they they they've been on the other side of the table so that makes my job easier because they get it and, you know, so when I have a conversation with a client, it's easy to approach our county commissioners. And I say, look, this is the situation that they're running and they understand it as well. Yeah. So it's um, it's a it's a great partnership and a great working relationship. Yeah. yeah. I hadn't really thought about that. But all of our all seven of the commissioners have had, had part of their work history has been involved in getting permits and dealing with local government. So that does yeah. thought about that perspective. But I, I think we're, we may be unique that all seven commissioners have been on the other side of the table from the local government and, and understand what you know, the average citizen and, and our industry coming to Johnston County have experienced. So we try to, again, mm -hmm. the green tape you know, model. Yeah, absolutely. And with that, you bring relationships, right? You talked about all the oh, relationships yeah. that's critical to Johnston County's success. So can you give us a little bit of a sneak peek behind the curtains of some of the industries and companies you may be reaching out to or connecting with right now? Sure thing. Um, I was going to say, I know nothing. <laughs> um, again, I go back to what I mentioned earlier about we check all the boxes. So I get a good look at what projects are considering uh, North Carolina uh, just because we're in the fastest growing region in the, you know, the fastest growing state in the U.S., and so uh, it's just a matter of making sure, do I have all the things that the client is looking for? Uh, most of the time, people are now looking for existing buildings, which we know that there's limited amount of product that, that's out there, whether it's a 250,000-square-foot building or a million-square-feet building and everything in between. So it's uh, we have we, the, our county and my office, we don't own any property. Uh, we don't own any buildings. Um, at the, it goes back to the philosophy of the county commissioners of government should not compete against the private sector, but we should partner with the private sector. So I'm proud to, to say that. So uh, it's my role, one of my roles is, is working with existing property owners and just going to them and saying, what's your vision for your piece of property? And then trying to also working with the land use plan and figuring out, is this the right location for an industry 
going ahead and getting it rezoned, going ahead and doing the due diligence, the phase one, the geotechnical, getting it certified again. So then that way we're in a position that when a client does call, I can immediately roll out three or four different op- opportunities within Johnston County, and we've got all the questions asked or answered, I should say, that they may have. So um, life science, we, we, we see a tremendous amount of that because of our success with Griffles and Novo. Uh, advanced manufacturing, we're seeing a lot of batteries, and that's because of, you know, VinFast and and the, the, the renewable energies, solar, warehouse distribution. Um, we, we check the boxes of that because we're close to Raleigh, we're on the interstate, we're close to the ports. We do have a mainline CSX, but then we also have the North Carolina Railroad or Norfolk Southern that runs east-west. So warehouse and distribution is something that, that that we see a lot of as well. Um, the unfortunate situation with that is that that tends not to bring the higher paying jobs. And so we welcome any and all investment, but you know we wanna make sure that if we're incentivizing anything, it's gonna be something that can move the needle and change the lives of our, our residents and give them an opportunity. And then it goes back to the, you know, when you're at a 3%, under, 3 or 4% unemployment. Um, I've had serious conversations with companies that have looked at Johnston County and they're considering Johnston County, and I want them to be as successful as they possibly can. I'm a small business person myself. My wife and I have been in the retail business for 33 years, and I do not want somebody to select Johnston County and they immediately not be successful um, because of some information that they may not have had at the time. So we have those upfront honest conversations, and I think that's that attributes to why we've been so successful because we just tell them the truth. If you locate here, we welcome. We'll bring out the the big set of ribbons and 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 sing the praises. But uh, the last thing we'd want to do is have somebody move into the area and then have a huge amount of struggles with with labor. And so we just rather have those, you know. And then and then we'll have that conversation. Is well, maybe it's not here, but you know, let me share my colleagues' information down, whether it's in Sampson or Wayne or Wilson or Fedville or wherever else that they may may, may may be a better fit. So I, I'm a huge regional uh, guy. You know, the rising tide floats all boats cliche. Um, but I also understand that when Michael uh, over in Chatham County or Jimmy down in Lee County, when they announce these big projects and their success, then I understand that there's ancillary opportunities for Johnston County. So I, I, I've gone to just as many announcements in other counties as I've had in my own because I see the benefit of that. And I'll, I'll, the thing I'll add to that is uh, prior to COVID at Withers Ravenel, we, we had a phrase, be nimble and adjust. And so I think that is one thing that Chris has done a really great job of. And we started, when I first came on there, it was basically the incentive package, <clears throat> you know, that he talked about. Then, then we talked about the warehouse and, and leasing that we've added, and then I don't even know the name of the third one we bet, but we hear so much, okay, we've got industry who's already here. You know, instead of you know, attracting people, how do we help the industries that are already here? I'll let Chris talk more about that, but that's kind of the thing that we haven't been stagnant and said this is what we have, and, and a lot of the, the ideas, you know, frankly, again, relationships, we the good things that other people are doing, you know, Lee County, for example, say, hey, we need that tool in our toolbox uh, and you know, Chris comes mm-hmm. to us and, and and being 
you know, the pro-business folks were always, that's, that's a great idea. How do we make that happen? So uh, I'll let you talk yeah, about no, that, that third the, piece the, of the, the, well, the building reuse, uh, well, the, the, the first, the, the building lease program that Commissioner Lauder talked about was something that actually was done in Lee County, and we had discussed it, and it's basically how can you build product, have product on the ground, uh, because I've got a lot of developers that says, well, Chris, you bring me somebody with a good, strong lease, and I'll build them any building that they want. And that's that's easy to say, but the situation it is now in this economic climate, people are wanting building already. They are product already on the ground. So you know we've we've modeled ourselves after Lee County and and, and pre-leasing buildings or working with with developers and, and having product on the ground or getting product on the ground. But then also, as a you know we talked about the tier system earlier, um, Johnson County is not able to go after the building reuse funds that the state has. So I go to our county, my county commissioners, and and I don't want to say they've said yes to me every time, but if I can make a good argument, they 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 would they will tend to go along with what I'm saying because I I say look we're missing out these opportunities because we're this what can we do locally and the county commissioners and also they they hear it just like I do from our existing industries is that when you hear these new companies coming in and they're getting millions of dollars of incentives which is really just that their taxes getting back. What are we doing to reward our existing companies that have been pretty much family-owned businesses that have been here for 30, 40 years? And so we've implemented just this year a building reuse uh, program for our existing companies that if they can grow jobs, if there's some things that we can do to assist, whether it's running fiber or infrastructure or doing other things, then we have that in the tool belt. So uh, it's a good, good situation to be in. Exciting times in Johnston County. It is. Come, yes, gr- come yes. grow with Joko. That's right. <laughs> come go. grow with Joko. I love that. Well, Commissioner, <laughs> you are the county chairman, and you bring a unique background with municipal work, right? So can you talk about some of the value add that you bring to your role? So uh, one thing I, I will say is coming from Clayton uh, and being you know close to Wake County, uh, we were all kind of on the leading edge of the growth. With that came some things that weren't happening in the rest of the county we see now, and Example of that is public information officer. In the county didn't have, we had one in Clayton. We were very lucky to have one who's now Wake County's uh, PIO officer. So had experience with that and understanding that, you know, don't leave it to the media to paint your barn. And so we need to paint our barn before somebody else gets a chance to. So by bringing the PIO officer on, or PIO on, we're able to do that now. You know, we, we can tell the story really before there is a story and we can you know, put in, put informational things together to educate and put our message out there about the services we provide, whatever it is, uh, that we're able to do that now. So the other thing that uh, I learned in Clayton was people are the expectation for parks and recreation, greenways, uh, the passive recreation. You know, the people are coming to expect that now. And it's part of the thing that I brought with me to the county level was you know, we didn't have a parks office. So a lot of good things Good ideas, greenway connections and stuff. People would get together and say, that is a great idea. We need to do that. And then it would walk away from the table and nobody was in charge. So it just floundered. And so now we brought a, uh, a park, I think we call it parks, open space and greenways. One of those, so those three of those together. But we have, an, we have somebody as the director now. And we also have, he has an assistant now. So we are connecting dots like we've never done before. We've purchased parkland. Actually, we purchased a couple, and we're working with our school system. This when they buy property, we buy property next to it, so we have an opportunity to 
frankly, would do kind of like Wake County is take advantage of that and co-locate facilities so that we can make the, the best use of it. But I would say those are the two uh, biggest things I think that I learned from my experience at a municipal level to understand and appreciate and be able to get that on the county level. And I think both of those have made a world of difference uh, in educating the public and then also providing that quality of life that is important to the people in Johnston County. Yeah, so you mentioned this uh, public information officer being able to tell the story, right, of Johnston County. So let's go to our speed round and tell a little bit more of your story. So what are some fun and exciting initiatives that you're both working on right now that we haven't discussed? I'll go first. So so we have, when, when there's farmland sold for another use, then there's three years worth of taxes that have to be paid at the whatever that new value. So if it went from farmland to residential, they had to pay three years and that would go into our general fund. So a couple of years ago, uh, and we finally implemented it this year, say, hey, why don't we take that money and it's truly for farmland is being converted to something else and invest that in opportunities to preserve farmland. So we've applied, we've used that now to apply for some grants, a half million dollars a year that we're putting that for the next three years. But we're taking that money and trying to reinvest it in there. So that's, that's exciting. We've done that and we're working on another plan. And I don't know how that's going to unfold, but we want to do something to help the actual farmers to, to provide an opportunity to them to, to be able to keep farming because it's, you know, it's, it's razor-thin margins that they're working on. And so what can we do to help the farmers? And again, 75% of the people in the county in the land use survey you know, think that farming and agriculture is important and want to do something about it. So we feel we kind of have the blessing of the citizens to, to go forward. We're still working on it. It's still in its infancy, but I think that's... Uh, will be something big and probably unique to Johnston County when we get through with that. The other thing we're working on is uh, fire service. We created, uh, we're going to create one single tax district, which sounds, well, that doesn't sound like a big deal, but we have 23 different fire districts in Johnston County, each which sets their own tax rate. uh, And we have uh, varying levels of service. And so the commissioners, one of the things we looked at a couple years ago, along with the fire chiefs is we want to provide an equal level of service across the county. And so thanks to the fire chiefs and putting the idea together and emergency services uh, staff and directors, we are now starting to implement that. So that'll take five or six years to fully implement. But I think the people, particularly in the more rural areas, will see their level of service increase probably dramatically, Start probably starting this year. But over time, it'll become uniform across the county. And I think that'll be a big, that'll be a big thing. So those Three things. I'll leave it at that. All right. I'm going to jump in and talk about, we've talked about transportation, and we immediately think about people in cars. We've got a fabulous airport uh, in Johnston County. Um, actually, a lot of people don't realize it, but it's the third busiest airport behind Charlotte, Douglas, and RDU. With the number of operations, they're probably somewhere going to be needing to get a tower, just like uh, at any of the larger airports. Now, we're not going to have Delta or United or any of the you know major carriers start landing there. But because of the growth of RDU uh, and their projections uh, has been an opportunity for the, 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 I hate to say pushing out, but they're displacing a lot of general aviation type uh, traffic. And so uh, whether it's the 
Jetport down in Lee County or Johnston or Franklin County, uh, we've seen a tremendous amount of growth there. So uh, they're projected there to add on additional hangar space. Again, uh, there's just people that have five and six million dollar planes that don't want to be set outside, which I understand. Uh, but, you know, trying to uh, I hate to say they got caught flat footed, but a lot of people got caught flat footed during COVID and during the same time things were being pushed out. So uh, we're very excited about the airport and the growth that we've got there. Um, Johnston County is growing within its own. Uh, we've got a tremendous amount of residential projects that that are coming uh, coming online, whether it's the Copper District in Clayton and Dean Penny's project with Craig Davis Group, uh, which is kind of, you know, the only way that I can describe it will be kind of a, a similar to, to the North Hills area in Raleigh over at the Flowers Plantation. They're building something very similar to that. But then also down in Selma over the Eastfield development, uh, there's a tremendous amount of live work play opportunity there, which they've got uh, commercial uh, medical office, residential mixed use. Uh, so a lot of the things that w- residents in Johnston County had to leave the county for are now being able to have those same services. We talk about the, and we promote the hospital and our relationship with UNC Health and the, the, the value that they've added to our local hospital, which was county owned and still county owned. Uh, but a lot of the services that UNC Health is bringing into Johnston County, whether it's at the Clayton facility or at uh, the Smithfield facility. So we've got that. And then also, you know, the, our, we, we're, we're fitting ourselves into uh, the, the bigger triangle region. And so uh, uh, we talk about the growth of Johnston County, and I think our commissioners and I think our com- communities are, are positioning themselves. When you're talking about growing at ten and 15,000 people annually, we will soon be the fifth or sixth largest county in the state. And with that, are we able to have the fifth largest fire department, the fifth largest school system, the fifth largest whatever, uh, our jails, our, you know, our 911 systems, a DHS. I mean, you know, the, unfortunately, when you have a growing community, you're also having a growing government. And I say that as a bureaucrat, uh, and I hate being a bureaucrat because I'm also a small business person myself. But but there's also, there's expectations from the citizens of, of, of again, when business or our citizens phone a department, they want to have a somebody to pick up the line and, and have a live voice. And so that comes with challenges, but we're meeting with that. And again, I want to uh, give kudos to our county commissioners is that over the past three years, and you can correct me, I think we've reduced our tax rate by nine cent. Uh, and just this past year, we've got a AAA bond rating during that same time. So we're probably one of the few counties in the state that has reduced their tax rate, but then on the flip side has increased their bond rating to a AAA. You know, we've reduced our tax rate, and that goes back to because of our investment that uh, in our industries and also the growth has supported itself. And so um, all the amenities and the things, whether it's shopping, retail, um, the, the, the tourism, the ag, is paying for itself and, and and being good stewards with the tax dollars, not uh, not being just flippant with, uh, you know, with spending money uh, that, that is not necessarily there. So uh, our fund balance has increased tremendously, and so we've, we're in a great position moving That's forward in the future. That's exciting. So, Chris, you mentioned you support small businesses, and you also referenced your wife's mm-hmm. business. Can you share a little bit more about what she does in the dress shop? Well, I, I wish I could take full credit for that, but I'm just the glorified janitor and bookkeeper uh, 
I work there on the weekends, but uh, we've been in business for 33 years. We're a woman, women's uh, apparel shop. Um, if it, if we have, if there's a sequin on a dress, we sell it. And so we predominantly uh, pageant and prom, special occasions like that. We used to be into weddings, but we kind of transitioned out of that. So this is the third generation. My daughter just graduated from East Carolina a year and a half ago, and we're trying to figure out does she, you know, want to do this. But uh, um, I bring that mindset. Uh, I, I, I cut my teeth in economic development for 15 years as a main street manager. So I say whether you're a small business with a half a million dollars in sales or a large corporation with a half a billion dollars in sales, it's all about relationships. It's all about making sure that you're delivering, you know, supply chain, uh, making sure the lights cut on, the toilets flush, the water runs and, you know, that that your checks are cashed and, 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 and don't bounce. So I, I look at every everything uh, from that, that that mindset. And so, uh, again, it's just about relationship and, and deliver. So. so if I have the opportunity to be in Johnston County, if our listeners are out in Johnston County, where would you recommend that they go? What are some of the hot spots? Um, well, with, actually, I would I would give kudos to, to our – uh, to Donna Bailey Taylor with the Visitors Bureau, just go to there because we've got a multitude of things that we can talk about. Obviously, Clayton has really expanded their their restaurant scene, their downtown scene uh, with Revival and uh, the Crawford House. A lot of the things that would be associated with a you know downtown Raleigh or in Clayton. Obviously, we got wonderful shopping opportunities in Smithfield with the Outlet Center, uh, eighty store Premium Outlet Center, um, and then we've got the the shine wine and and something else trail trail. I, trail. So I mean we've you know we have our our strong agricultural uh, roots in in moonshine and uh, and and breweries. Uh, Raleigh Brewing Raleigh Brewing is now moving out of Raleigh or Wake County into Johnston County. So uh, you know I've I've stolen one away from Michael Haley. So yeah, <laughs> but no, it's it's one of those things is that we're we're really we're part of the Raleigh MSA. Everybody identifies with with that, and I, I, I jokingly say, you know, I was in Manhattan a few years ago, and I run into a guy that's outside of a pizza place, and he has a number two uh, pine her shirt on. I'm like, are, are you from Raleigh? He said, Yeah. I said, Really? I'm from Raleigh too. I'm, and I, and I said, Well, I'm really not from Raleigh. I'm from Smithfield. He says, Well, I'm really not from Raleigh either. I'm actually from Clinton. And so the point is, is that we all kind of identify with the larger urban core, and then we start branching out. So that's our selling point: is our our close proximity to Raleigh. And so, uh, but we're we're starting to hold our own. Yeah, and I would say the in Clayton you know, downtown is great. I was great to be a part of seeing that change when I was on the council there. But our other downtowns now are starting to see transition and see things happening in in, in restaurants uh, available, you know, breweries. Uh, uh, everywhere, but the one piece I would say is, and I really didn't know much about it until I became a commissioner and then one of the trustees for Johnson Community College is Howell Woods, eighteen hundred acres uh, in southeastern Johnston County. Trails, uh, they have hunting season there, a lot of opportunities there. But that's probably a hidden gem that you know, living there for twenty five years, I'd heard of it. I uh, didn't really know it, where it was, but once I you know, got on the board of trustees at the community college and found out what that was about. So and, you know, our, our Greenway trails are, are expanding and growing. So I think those are the the things that uh, if you're not want to be in a town where a lot of people are, there's opportunities to get away and enjoy the natural resources of Johnston yeah. County. Antique District in Selma, Ava Gardner Museum in Smithfield, 
Um, I mean, there's just a multitude of different things that you can stay bit. I hate to use the word Johnson County is really two counties in one. Obviously, everything west of I-95 is more of the, the you know, the, the bedroom community of Raleigh or more, more urban setting. But then you can cross right over to 95, and it's a whole new world. And, and it's very rural, um, just like it, you know, just like the good Lord created it, you know, when he created the earth. And so uh, we're very fortunate that we we're very blessed with, with the best of both worlds. All right. So this podcast is Constructing the Carolinas. If there was one project that you would love to see be constructed here in North Carolina, what would that project be? I'll jump on this first. And it's really not necessarily construction in the sense of an industry. Uh, but we've seen it happen in other areas of the of the Triangle region. And actually, Commissioner Lauder has touched on it. Uh, I've heard it in other, other settings is regionalism. We only have a finite amount of water and sewer and things that we can in, in natural resources. And for us to effectively grow uh, our region and our community in Johnston County is that we have to look beyond not only towns working together, but then counties working together. And we've done a good job uh, in Johnston County with the interlocal agreements with water and, and things of that nature. Uh, but I look right across the, our county line and the success that Chatham County has had with their huge investments they've, they've announced. That wouldn't have been made possible had it not been for the investment of Lee County and the, the city of Sanford. We've got to make sure that when I say we, I'm talking about collectively across the region to duplicate that type of success. And I know that the county of Johnston is working with other communities in figuring out how that can, can happen. Because, again, we want to make sure that we're good stewards of our environment. Uh, and we have uh, the Noose River that kind of, you know, that runs through Johnston County, but there's only so much water uh, that you can pull out of it, and there's only so much waste that you can put back into it. And so it's looking at collaboration. So I think that's probably something that I'd like to see continue that conversation. Now, how that happens, I'll leave it up to the to the bosses. I would, I would 100% agree with that one, uh, but I'm going to go in a different direction a totally different direction, and I'll be very specific. And, Clayton, there was one thing that through the 14 years I was there that we always wanted. In fact, it was one of our goals when I was in Clayton. If we could get a Chick-fil-A <laughs> in Clayton, somebody could be the king of Clayton for many decades. So that is the one project. If it came to Johnston County, I'll be very – Chick-fil-A, Clayton, Yeah, that's what we need. Yeah, Chick-fil-A and Clayton – and then when I was with Smithfield, it was always the Dunkin' Donuts or, or a K&W cafeteria. Not, uh, excuse me, a Krispy Kreme yeah. or, or a cafeteria. They, it was like they would put an erected statute in my honor if I could get those things. So I agree. Well, just like Butch agreed with me, I agree with about the Chick-fil-A. Uh, as our mayor would say in Clayton, every day is Sunday in Clayton because yes. there's no Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, thank you both so much for your time. This has been an absolute pleasure and so much fun. Thank you. Thank you for having us. All right. Thank you so much to our guests, Butch Lauder and Chris Johnson. For more on what's going on in Johnston County, visit johnstonnc.com. Thank you for listening or watching Constructing the Carolinas. We'll be back soon with a new episode, so be sure to press the follow button on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. And check out what Barnhill is doing to construct the Carolinas. You can find us at barnhillcontracting.com and you can follow us on LinkedIn as well. This podcast is edited and produced by Airfluence. 
I'm Valerie Bono, and as we construct the Carolinas and as we build this podcast, I encourage you to keep building and growing as well. See you next time.